It was the fall of Saigon in 1975. A young man with a choice of leaving for the United States or getting off this car and returning home to his wife and his firstborn son to face an uncertain future. Soon later, he was taken away, sent away far, far for a city boy to live in a jungle, have to tend to himself, barely have enough to eat, shared a room with 60 other men, a cup of water, and a bowl of rice. That was the ration for the day. Many people died in these re-educational camps. He never know when will be the next time he gets a chance to see his wife and his kids again. But something keeping him up and keeping him alive. Despite of everything that he had to endure, his wife also fought her own battle at home. It wasn't easy. At the time when she had to stand in lines, wait for hours just to use her teacher money to enable to buy a little bit of meat, stale meat, mold, nasty, not something that an average person would eat, but it was food. There was a scarcity of food. Six years later, unannouncedly, this man was released. Him and his wife then decided to bore three other children. And they try again, this time for the land of opportunity. As he struggled to find different jobs, that was his only hope. We gotta get out of here. Following up bike, because he didn't have the strength to bike, the tricycle, to take guests from one part of Saigon to another, trying to be an English teacher, trying to be a lawyer, any profession he can land on to feed and tend for his family. But because of his political background in the past, he was treated like someone with a felony. Nobody would hire you. And you have to get permission for every job that you could accept. So in 1993, with just $100 in his pockets, and his home would burn down a few months before, along with everything the family been saving up for the past few years, him and his three children hop on a plane, say goodbye to their relative and everything they know, and travel to a foreign land. Seattle, Washington, June 10th, 1993. The first place that we were having dinner was at this place called Fahua in the International District in Seattle. Same restaurant still here this very day. This is where this young man met his other relative. So, this man is my father, and I was one of the three children that he made after the war. The initial firstborn son died. Here I am, growing up in southeast Seattle. Left everything I know back home in Vietnam. My first experience in the United States was unlike anything I've ever imagined. I was growing up with the images of the colorful pages of the comic book Tintin. But when I arrived to the United States, in Seattle, Washington, everything was gray. It was dark, it was gloomy, almost like Dalat, but there's no sun anywhere. It was very depressing for a child. It rained all the time. I didn't like this place. I wish I can go to, back to my home. 
but this is my new home. I don't speak the language, and I am no longer able to roam my neighborhood, run around with other kids. I'm stuck to my yard while my parents slowly, gradually exploring the neighborhoods. We were living on Brainerd Avenue, like most newly arrived Vietnamese family. It was kind of cool that you can still have some sense of community. We can still go to the grocery store and get some local food once in a while. And for our family field trips, we all pack into the Metro bus, ride it until the end of the line, and then they'll take us right back to where we began. From there, we walk home. So my schedule for my childhood was packed with church on every Saturday and Sunday. During the weekday, it's just regular school. So my childhood was very, very, very busy. But it took me a long, long time to fall in love with Seattle. And I'll tell you more on the next episode, so stay tuned. If Rainier Street could speak, it should tell you a lot of beautiful stories about immigrants and stories and how it become the most diverse place in the United States to earn a 98118 zip code.